Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis and I'm normally the host, but tonight we are going to be joined for this special part two episode where if you haven't heard the first part, go back and listen to the episode before this, number 177 with Bunny, Wayne Kerr, and the librarian. This is part two and it picks up where they left off. It's a great episode. I'm out this week because I'm taking a little hiatus, but I'm happy to edit and give a little intro. But before I go any further, I like to tell you that this is a podcast where we use pseudonyms so we can be teachers and talk about our jobs. Also, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors because we have a Patreon where there are hundreds, well hundreds, like 60 wonderful people who support us, who give money every month and who join and they just keep everything going and I love every single one of them for doing it. And so I would like to read their names. Are you ready? Here we go. Let's start with Kaylee, eccentric ESOL lady, Terry J, Justin M, Dracy B, Miss Wonderstats, Quentin P, Ekebex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Kel C, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, James Nally J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jan Genie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Jessica A, Swift Lab Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Michael M, William P, Aldrich T, La Scorpionita, Britt M, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsha M, Christina B, Jason F, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina M, Josie S, Sam B, Mary E, Jamie B, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen and see you, Donna H, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah N. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I'd also like to thank our fine sponsors at Ludlam Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or you know one in your building, send them to Ludlam Dramatics where they can get all kinds of great resources. All right, folks, I appreciate you guys sticking with us. This is part two, once again, of last week's episode. So I hope you enjoy Bunny, Wayne Kerr, and the librarian. Cheers, my friend. All right. Yeah, that's disturbing. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. speaking of delinquent behavior here. I'm right here. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know, I know. Um, things that may have gotten Wayne expelled if he lived in Kentucky. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I have here an article from the Reddits titled, The Pendulum is Swinging on Discipline. So, um well. That's the only thing swinging. Okay. I knew that one was. I knew that one was about to happen as well. You set him up for that. I mean, yes, I, yeah. The, I, to be fair, yeah. Okay. That, um, that could have gone either way. Swinging as in fight, or swinging as. Uh, I'll not explain the second one. Right. Yeah. So uh, delinquent behavior here. As I try to get us back on topic, like like you are in fact one of my middle school students. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, this was the first I'd heard of this, and I'm curious to hear uh, curious to hear your thoughts here, uh, Wayne and uh, Arwen. Arwen, jeez, I yes. was like, I was going to try fine. to call her by her government name, and I knew that wasn't. Um, How much have you had to drink? Not enough, actually. Yes. <laughs> um, it, like maybe you can chime in from the the parent perspective on this, or. Uh, oh, yeah. This is from Reddit user Ferris Wheel Junkies 11. It says Kentucky has sent a bill to the governor to sign that will allow students that are chronically disruptive to be sent to alternative schools and that these alternative schools can be virtual schools. If a student is determined to be disruptive three times in 30 days, then they will be sent to an alternative school. 
I'm sure my district will find some loophole to prevent actually following this law, but it is the beginning of some movement towards getting control back in the classroom. Wayne, what are is your thoughts though, on this? Is it though? Uh, man. Okay. So I got two thoughts on this. First off, you're trying to get them into a alternative school. Um, was that really solving the problem or just amplifying the problem? Because yes, some of the alternative schools will actually do their job and like get down on these kids and take care of it. But some of them, it's just like, you know, putting everybody in a group project and expecting the top, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Top students or top behavior, top intelligence. And then they see that some of the other kids are getting away with doing less work than that's not really raising the standard much as giving them more um, opportunity to see what other troublesome kids are doing and saying, oh, I could add that to my repertoire. Um, I was, I was going to say, do we really want to put all of the screwballs around each other? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good plan. I mean, yeah. that sounds like a podcast I listen to. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're already there. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I am conflicted about this because I see where they're trying to go with it. And the part of me that wants to string a certain child up by their toenails every day just because they're driving me that crazy. Like, part of me is like, yes, get them out of here. But then also, like, my more... L- my less reactive side, we'll put it that way. Mm. Um, I have concerns about, like we said, putting all the screwballs in one place. Um, honestly, concerns about the school to prison pipeline. Yeah. Yes. Um, do we, like, especially if it's a virtual thing, we're pretty much just going to be giving kids permission to go home and there's going to be even less accountability. Oh, for sure. There. Because a lot of those kids are going home and there's no adult in yeah. sight. No structure, no, nobody standing over them. Um, Keeping them if, from going to the library and watching inappropriate things. Oh wait, they do that at <laughs> home. They're doing that exactly. Full circle. My bad. It's, it's I, I see where they're trying to go with this, but I'm frankly not sure this is the answer because it just seems like it seems kind of extreme. Three like, times in 30 days seems that that seems like a lot. Yeah. Now, if I realize I'm not in a classroom, but it's that's as a as a parent of a. Can I give like rough ages for your your children here? Yeah, sure. Um, a middle school student and an elementary age student. Uh, what would be your thoughts if you heard that your school, your kids' schools, were implementing something like this? <sighs> I I would definitely have concerns, especially with the elementary school, um, just because it's a it's a title one school, which I don't think is giving too much away because there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of those kids just don't have any structure at home and being 
at school in person is where they get their structure and where they get their meals and where they get their interaction with adults who care about them. And yeah, they might act up occasionally, but does that mean we're just going to cart them off somewhere else and not let them learn? I, I don't know. I, I, I would have a lot of concerns about just that school in particular, but any school in, that's similar to, to no. the one where my kids go. Is that, is that the same school? Is your younger kiddo at the same school that your husband teaches at? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm familiar with that. That he would probably have area. lots of thoughts. Also, he's very displeased that I got asked to be on the podcast before him. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Get like, him uh, shots fired. Get him in here. Get him in here. So we now have two special guests, dear yeah. listeners. We have uh, Mr. Everdeen, who is, is it third grade or fifth grade? Yeah. Elementary age. Elementary age, elementary school teacher. Um, yeah. So I'm going to let so, him read this Reddit. While we're oh really read it oh perfect so uh, from an elementary perspective because uh, Mr. Mr. Wayne and I uh, have kind of the middle school and upper you know glasses on but from an elementary teacher perspective I'd love to hear your thoughts on this holy cow that's extreme okay um we actually at our um, campus we have a behavioral program. That is a behavior intervention um, setup. So it's a, um, a specific classroom with a specific staff that is specifically trained for students who are dealing with some sort of um, ED or um, or BIP um, that requires. Want to tell people what ED and BIP are? Sure. Uh, emotional disturbance or behavior intervention plan. My bad. Wrong, wrong ED. Sorry, that's that's where my elementary brain gr- goes. E- e- even as a <laughs> even as a guy, that's I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the difference between um, elementary school teachers and middle school teachers, right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's definitely not not in my vocabulary with the acronyms. Um, but yeah we we, it's a (laughs) all good um but that's more of that transitional um transitional program that um leans towards the least invasive measures of intervention so if you are and again it says three disruptive yeah, three and thirty uh, days. One, one chronic is every day. First of all, let's define chronic. That's every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, uh, I, I could I could find fifty percent of my student body that would be severely disruptive three out of the five days every week, and therefore half of my class would be in this alternative program. That's that's not sustainable. And if we're talking about like emotional disturbance, that's something that I feel like, again, uh, Miss, Miss Arwen, uh, Miss Everdeen there said, was saying about like the COVID babies who haven't developed these like social yeah. classroom and schools and social cla- social and classroom skills. Um, and then also just like the impact of trauma on student behavior. Cause 
being in a Title I school, like that's something that you see every day. Yeah, poverty and and kids in and out of, you know, the foster system. And like, that's something that I feel like would disproportionately affect students in poverty. Uh, Yeah, they're, they're in survival mode. And so therefore, the way they look at and interact with the world is very, very different than from someone who knows where they're going to put their head down at night, knows where their next meal is coming from, doesn't have to worry about it. That's, that's a whole different way of living. Um, and if you are someone who has never experienced that before, you have a very hard time empathizing with those uh, students. And therefore, um, what, what could be considered disruptive to one person is just normal for somebody else. Also, I feel like some of that could come down to subjectivity, like teachers and admin, like the subject that, um, because Wayne and I both teach the same uh, content area subject, and we're used to a certain level of noise and controlled chaos in our classrooms, whereas someone who is used to teaching, say, a math class that's going to be a little more structured and a little more like sitting down and, you know, papers and pencils and things like that, uh, would walk into one of our classrooms and, you know, probably think that the inmates were in charge of the asylum. And you know, <laughs> they are. It, some days it definitely, yeah, swings that way. But uh, I, I just, yeah, I, mm, as far as giving this, if I was going to give this a letter grade, I would give it, and Wayne is definitely going to make a joke about this. I would give it yeah. a, I would give this a D for a grade because <laughs> I, knew, I knew that's what you were going to say. Yep. 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 Wait, because I, I feel like D's? Wayne, go ahead. they still offer D's. They, <laughs> I'm not, not touching it. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. That's where this is going. <laughs> and we've, <laughs> we've just <laughs> frightened the elementary school teacher in the room. Yeah, yeah. I'm walking um, away from this one. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Um, thank you, Mr. Everdeen, for your contribution there. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Mr. Everdeen, you have to realize my name is Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I love it. I love it. Now, All right. so, now I know. The the bounds with which we are in. <laughs> He's got the vibe now. That's a yeah. That's the vibe. Um, yeah. So I I would say a grade of not yeah, passing. Not, not passing. passing. I could see where they were trying to go with this, but it's not going to pass, and it's not going to work. So that's it's. It's a no from me. Can for sure see teachers taking advantage of that. Oh, yeah. With yeah. kids they just don't care for, and that's no. not okay. No, no. Or, I mean, as much as I hate to say this, we've all probably at some point dealt with teachers who had a a racist streak that they were not very good at concealing. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, it's a, it's a no from me. Kentucky, get your shit together. Okay. Yay. Uh, one more. We have a uh, Wayne. Can I ask you to read the the message from? Um, oh God! Now I uh, you expect me to read? <laughs> I mean, I've been going blind over here. Jeez. Um, <laughs> 
Okay. A question for you all. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Is there a, oh, it's down at the bottom. Yeah. The mama bear teacher. So mama bear teacher writes us and says a question for you all. I work in an independent school. Yes, you heard that right. A tuition based school, but yet they pay the teachers not well and expect us to consistently donate our time and resources out of contract hours for the sake of the team. Prime example, they host an auction every year and want teachers to provide a skill class, an event, or even a basket of items out of our own pockets for the benefit of the school. New employees are hounded to donate to the giving fund so that they can tell all the prospective parents that teachers are Wait, what? Let me, sorry, take again. Um, New employees are hounded to donate to the giving fund so they can tell all prospective parents that teachers are that engaged with the school. Is this a push against boundaries? Note, all things are optional, but highly encouraged. I personally stick to my contract obligations and politely turn down any other opportunities. I would love this, or I love this school because of who they are mission-wise and what they provide for students. But is this the new norm? You work here, so you be present for everything and contribute always. Why? So, Mama Bear teacher, if I can just go ahead and start with the answer that I would give you. Go off. This should definitely not be the norm, and I am sick of this. Um, And this isn't just, you know, tuition-based school. I would say this is all schools in general, or at least that's been my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Being the content that I am, it is often expected that I am supposed to run a after-school program. And I am also expected to help other after-school programs when they are in my space. Um, and quite frankly, look, to any of my colleagues that may be listening to this, it's not that I mind. It's just the time. The amount of time that goes into this. Actually, I can speak from a different perspective. When I was doing high school, um, the high school that I worked at, it had 17 events on its stage. None of those were theaters. Those were just concerts, choir concerts, band concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some other school groups that came in and did like a fashion show, a uh, dance show. You name it, we probably had it on our stage. And I was expected to work that event or at least supervise working said event with no compensation, for which I still give that same school district as many middle fingers that I can. I don't give a shit if it's in the contract that says other duties as assigned. That's bullshit. That is my time away from my kids and a majority of the reason why I will never teach high school ever again. So um, if it is the new norm, go fuck yourself. That's my soapbox. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't even feel like it's that new because two schools ago, like a school that I was at for a long, long time, uh, they had a giving campaign for a charity thing one year. And if every teacher on the staff donated, we got to have, 
I don't know, a jeans day or some other it's a party. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it was something of that ilk, right? Something lame. Yeah. And it was to the point that, and like, I hadn't donated cause I'm like, no, this isn't really a cause that I support, know, support, give a shit about. Um, and it got to, and you so like, for your money. I was one of the last holdouts and I had other teachers coming to me going like, can I just give 10 bucks, you know, under your name so that we can have blah, 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 whatever it was. And I was like, good Lord, this is like how much pressure it, the whole thing just reminds me of that whole like pieces of flair scene. Yeah. Office yeah. space. Um, to our younger listeners, if you are not familiar oh, with that, <laughs> that classic please, please work of cinema, <laughs> go acquaint yourself immediately because there are just so many cultural references that remain relevant. way too relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it just the pieces that of later thing, like, like GPS reports. Oh, God. Please. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, we won't evolve into office space quotes. I promise. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's it's that that is the natural tendency whenever that masterpiece is referenced. Well, you know, you're you're doing what's required, but officially, you know, according to your contract, but unofficially, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get shunned, you know, socially yeah. or be looked over when it comes to, you know, teacher of the month or, you know, just it's, I feel like it's not necessarily a new thing. Mama bear teacher. Like this is some bullshit that's been going on for a while. That's my word of the day. Apparently, you know, teachers aren't in it for the income. We're in it for the outcome and whatever, whatever, whatever is best for kids. And don't you want to, don't you want to support the kids and support the, um, I want to support my child also. Like I want to pay my bills. That's why I'm here, you know? And that's not to say that I don't enjoy my job and feel passionately about it, but this expectation that teachers should just keep giving and giving and giving out of our own pockets because it's good for kids is we, and we've said it before, We've said it over and over on this podcast. That is abusive relationship dynamics right there. Yes. yes. So, and that's how you burn out all the good teachers. Thank you. That's how, that's why nobody can find anyone to teach at their schools anymore. They just burn out all the good ones. And then what are we left with? Yeah. I've known so many teachers that were like above and beyond teachers up until the last couple of years. And then they just that burnout hit critical mass and they bounced for their mental health. So, um, it's yeah. Mom. So in summary, mama bear teacher, we support your continued working to your contract and not giving in to these abusive relationship dynamics, more power to you. We support you. Yes. Hey guys, guess what? 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 We have a Patreon. Oh my god. Yes, it's it's true. All the cool kids do have Patreon. For just a few dollars a month, you too can support your local uh teacher, podcaster, artists, and 
uh, help keep the lights on here at Teacher Needs a Drink. You get exclusive access to a Facebook group that has other like-minded teachers. And I can speak from personal experience that it is a delightful place to be in the cesspool that can be the internet in the year of our Lord 2023. That section of Facebook is actually really lovely and uplifting and irreverent and all of the things that you have come to love. So that is open to you when you join the Patreon. Um, there's a whole backlog of interviews with hosts and interviews with other regular listeners and special features of all different kinds. We do movie reviews. Uh, we do uh, watch parties, movie watch parties. If you are somebody out there who enjoys this podcast, if this sparks joy in your life, uh, feel free to toss a coin to your podcasters and join us on the Patreon and do it now. Woohoo! Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I already know what my answer is on this. Oh Oh, boy. She found the loophole. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, yes, I did. Um, would you rather when you go out, you always have to be on a leash or would you rather only get aroused by predator versus prey chases on Animal Planet? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, <laughs> who says that I don't walk around with a metaphorical leash? I mean, come on. I'm, I'm glad that you finished that sentence the way that you did. Because <laughs> when you started with who says that I don't... Yeah, I got real I, scared I, for a second. I got a little nervous too. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, my wife will be the first man. one to tell you I can't take him anywhere. So. <laughs> I've met Mrs. Kerr, and I she's a saintly woman to be sure. <laughs> she puts up with a lot. <laughs> Wayne, do you have a decision there? Do you? Well, that was my decision. I mean, I'm already on a metaphorical leash. Let's just go ahead and make it a make, real thing. Make it a literal one. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Um, I don't want to have to watch TV just to get aroused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really leaning towards the leash myself. I mean, I feel like I could I feel like I could come up with a good story for that, you know, if I needed to. <laughs> there's yeah, there's gotta be some sort of creative wackadoo story to go along with it well let's be honest (laughs) if you see a grown-up walking around with a leash on are you really gonna say anything i mean i wouldn't i'm sure some people would but like especially in certain cities i would yeah (laughs) i would honestly probably and this is how old i am right now like at this point i would chalk it up to some new fashion trend that oh yeah oh yeah too old and unhip to understand and like that's probably what i would think (laughs) um my first thought honestly was the leash thing because it doesn't say here's my bunny loophole it doesn't say that anybody has to be holding the other end so you could just like tuck it into your shirt nobody has to know um but the the whole like animal planet scenario (laughs) i mean like that seems like a way that you could you know kind of make sure that unfortunate things don't occur like you've got a a fair amount of control over when you watch animal planet or don't so 
you know. It's like, do you remember that show, The Greatest American Hero? Like when he saw Red, that's what made him turn in. I think that's what it was. He saw Red and he turned into the superhero. It's, he didn't have a lot of control over that, but this you could control. Yeah. I was going to say Red is everywhere, but. uh, Right. That's, yeah. yeah. You can can decide when you do or don't want to watch some animal planet. So. Exactly. Yeah. But what if you're sitting in a school or maybe even the library and you have to watch the And it goes full circle. We have to ban Animal Planet at the library now. (laughs) Great. Okay, so leash it is then. Um. (laughs) Guys, it has been a pleasure having you on. Uh, Wayne, thank you for being my uh, stalwart co-host companion. Uh, comic relief with comic relief the, uh, yes terrible um, innuendo uh, so. Miss Miss Arwen uh, fun fact Wayne has actually known me since I was 17 oh wow yeah. because we baby he, bunny. I went to I went yeah it was a little baby bunny um, I went to a summer camp that was held at a university and he happened to be working at that camp and then yeah so we've known each other for a nice. minute yeah that's um, true thanks for making me feel old too <laughs> i didn't say how old you are now i didn't say how old i am now it's fine i'm probably uh, older it i mean it's it's fine <laughs> it, it's all fine because age is just a number that happens that's to run right. me over so so uh as long as my age is still below highway speed limits i'm calling it good oh yeah so yeah um so wayne thank you and thank you especially for uh joining us at the last minute uh miss arwen everdeen i i loved getting to have you on and hear your librarian thoughts and thanks uh, for having me this was fun well thank you for fighting the good fight for librarians intellectual freedom. intellectual freedom that's the phrase i was trying to think of um but what the only thing that was popping to my mind was screw censorship so that intellectual freedom and screw censorship that's a tongue twister screw censorship so yeah okay anyway that i scared off your husband but hopefully we didn't scare off you (laughs) No, he's not really scared. He's just pretending. He's he's wearing his good elementary school teacher yes. uh, mm-hmm. hat right now and mm-hmm. not embarrassing himself on the podcast. That's exactly right. So, well, thank you. Yes to Mr. Everdeen as well. And uh, cheers. All right, folks, like to thank you for listening to part two of this two-part series with Bunny, Wayne Kerr, and Miss Everdeen. I'll be back in a few weeks. Next week, I believe we have Count Count Chocolate's going to be taking over for me. And then the week after that, we have Miss Shirley Tempers taking an episode. After that, I believe I'll be back, but I'll be still around here just to read these intros and intros. Thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you to all the hosts for help covering for me. I love you guys and appreciate you so much. You guys are the best. All right, everyone out there. Cheers.